All right, so so um, so in Yaakov over here, we're up to Daf Hey and Aleph. Last sugi we did, the last sugi we spoke about was um, was Kriyish Malamita. So the next the next uh, big discussion in the Gemara is the, is the discussion the topic of Yisurin of, of suffering Yisurin suffering for a kapara. What's called Yisurin Shalava. So that's like a major discussion in the next Gemara. So. But the truth is, before we get to that, there's a few little mini-statements in the Gemara uh, that was sort of within, within the general sug of Kriyash Malamita. There was a few random statements. I say random, there were a few, uh, you know, seemingly random statements of the Gemara, you know, interjecting that discussion with other things. So I figured this, it's Kedai before we go into the next topic, which is Yisurin. Shalava, Yisurin for Kapara, and so on. So we'll just finish up uh, those little little statements over there. We'll see. I'm not sure if we're going to have time to sort of see how it connects to Kriyash Malamita, but but it by itself, each statement by itself is really a sugya by itself. So we'll see. So Marmokum number number one is is again one of these uh, the Gemara over there in Brachis. Again, the, on a simple level, the only connection between this following statement. And the context of the Gemara, which was talking about Kriyash Malamita, is only the fact that it's the same Amar, it's the same name. One of the one of the one of the Amaroyim discussing Kriyash Malamita uh, in the topic of Kriyash Malamita was Rav Levi Bar Chama, Amar Shem Ben Lakish. That's the continuation of the Gemara. So, but again, but it's a standalone topic. So the Gemara says like this again: Hamad Alf, Amar Rav Levi Bar Chama, Amar Shem Ben Lakish. Rav Levi Bar Chama said the name of Rav Shem Ben Lakish. It says in Pasuk, in in in. Um, when the Rabbana Shalom is talking to Maish Rabbeinu about what about Kabbal Satara, about Har Sinai. So it says in Pasuk like this, V'et l'cha es luchas evan. It says in Pasuk that I've given to you, says Hashem to Maish, I've given you the luchas of stone, v'atayr ha-mitzvah, and the tyra and the mitzvah, asher kasavti l'hairoisim, that I've written to, uh, to teach them. Okay, so that's the Pasuk that Maish Rabbeinu is describing, that he was given... Luchai, the stone Luchais with the Torah and the mitzvah that he wrote to teach the Jewish people. So says the Gemara like this. Rav ben Lakish breaks down that Pasuk that each one of those descriptions is telling us something else. Again, stone, Luchais, Torah, Ba'amitzvah, Asher Kasavti, Lahiraisam. So says the Gemara like this. Luchais, what does it mean that when the Pasuk says that Hashem gave Moshe Luchais? That's the Asar Sedibris, that we know. What does it mean when the Pasuk then continues that Hashem gave Moshe the Luchas, he also gave him, gave him Vahataira. What's Vahataira? Vahataira says the Gemara is a Mikra. That's referring to Chumash, to all of Chumash. Vahamitzvah, what does it mean when the Pasuk continues Hashem gave Moshe the Luchas, the Torah, and Mitzvah? Says the Gemara is a Mishnah. That's talking about Mishnayis. Asher Kasavti says a Pasuk that I wrote. That's a reference Eilun of Yimuksuvim. That's Nach. Lahairai some to teach them, Zegemar. So in this Pasuk is hinted that the Rabbani Shalom gave to Maish Rabbeinu all of Tanakh, Mishnah, and Gemara. That it was all given to Maish Rabbeinu, all of Tanakh, all of Mishnah, all of Gemara. That's the Gemara in Brachas. Now this idea that everything was given to Maish this idea is mentioned in a few places in Chazal. So a couple, a couple examples of this. Um, in Marmokah number two is a similar Gemara in Meseches Megillah. The Gemara Megillah, the Yotaf says the following thing, V'am Rabchia Bar-Abba, Am Rabchia Bar-Abba said the name of Rabchia What's the meaning of the Pasuk? It says, V'alehem, that on the Luchas were written, K'chol Advarim Asher Dibar Hashem, this is Moshe Rabbeinu talking in Sefer Dvarim, the Jewish people, that on the Luchas that I gave you 
was written, all the words that Hashem spoke with you, all the words that Hashem spoke with you by Har Sinai. So it's a strange thing because the, the, the Rabbi Yochan is picking up, what does it mean, Kikol Hadvarim? Uh, all the words that Hashem spoke. In the Luchas, it says, Aser uh, Sotibris. So, Malamed, so it says Rabbi Yechanan, the added emphasis, Kechol Advar Mashadibar Hashem Imachem, is to tell us the following thing, Shehreo Kadesh Baruch Lamaisha, that the Rabbi Hashem showed Moshe Abedin in Harsinai, Dikduke Taira, the details of, of Tanakh, in other words, which, you know, every, how every word in Tanakh is spelled, Vidikduke Seifrim, even specific details of Darbonans. That will come later in, in generations. And even new ideas that the Chacham will establish. What's an example? Mikra Megillah. Like even Megillah's Esther, the Yantav of Purim. Right? So all that was shown to Moshe Rabbeinu. And Sinai, that's the meaning. And on the Luchais, all the words that uh, were said, this word, is coming to add what? Everything, mamish everything, not just uh, the Sesedibris, everything all the way mamish till, till, till Megil Sester. So everything is, everything, and again, going back to what the Gemara says in Brachas, in Maravaka number one, that everything was given to Moshe and Sinai. There's, there's another version of this, which is a little bit more of a famous, you know, sort of uh, sentence that captures it, and it's from, it's, it's paraphrased, even, you know, the, 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 the the you know the line that everyone knows is this, is the closest thing is the is the is the Yishami in Marmaka number three. There are other places that have a little bit of a similar description, but this is what the Yishami says in Masechus Peya, uh, Parak Beis Mishnah Dal. The Mishnah the the Gemara Yishami says like this: Mikra Mishnah Talmud Vagada, all of Chomer, all of Tanach, all of Mishnayis, all of Gemara, all of Agada. Even any halacha that a young student will come up with by his rabbi, it was already said by to Moshe Rabbeinu on Arsina. So everything was already given to Moshe. Matam. Sinjin Yishami says, why? What's the what's the significance that everything was given to Moshe? So says Yishami, Yesh Davar Sheimer Adam Reza Chadashu. Sometimes a person will come up with an idea and they'll say to themselves, Oh, that's a chiddush. That was something. I thought of something that no one thought of. So says the says the Yishami, then, then his friends can tell him not to be you know, you know to sort of uh, you know to not to burst his bubble too much, but the person can say, If I'm like it was already said. It was already said. You're not coming up with anything new. It was said to Moshe If it's a true art, it was said by Moshe. So there's no such thing as coming up with really anything new. Either it's incorrect. It was never said to Moshe, but that's because it's incorrect. Or if it's correct, it was said to Moshe Rabbeinu. So there's nothing. These are the, you know, the three most, probably most famous marmakimists of this idea that whatever Indian entire it is, going again from, from Chumash until you know, any little Nakuda that anyone can come up with that's, that's true, a true Vart entire, everything was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. In Sinai, okay, that's what these that's what these uh, Gemara say again, starting from our Gemara and Brachas. <clears throat> okay, now what's interesting is we do have other statements, and before we get to like, how is that possible? But uh, the other statements in Chazal that seem to contradict this. Okay, so in Marmokim number four, there's a statement to the Medrash in Shmais Rabbah Parshanem Aleph. The Medrash over there, this is a statement I didn't quote the beginning of it because it's a little bit lengthy, but this is a this is a statement by Rabbavo. Rabbavo in the Gemara, so he's quoting the Medrash. So the Medrash says this: "What Rabbavo said in the Medrash, 
it's going on that Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu says that he went up to Shemayim, you know, by Harasinai, and for 40 or 40 nights, and he learned the Torah. So it says, Revo, is it true that Moshe Rabbeinu learned all of the Torah in Shemayim? Oh, like Siv, doesn't it say, that the Torah is, uh, is wider and deeper than, than, than the oceans and the earth and than the universe? And in 40 days he's going to learn it all? It's impossible. Ella, therefore says Revo, what Moshe Rabbeinu received on Harsinai were was obviously you know the the chumash from Bereshis until that point of her, of you know Parshas Yisra and so on and so on and beyond that Moshe Rabbeinu was given the targ mitzvahs but he was given the klolim through which you can then use those klolim to develop all the halachas of Tarsh Peh. so in other words what he was given in Harsinai was chumash from Bereshis until that point. In history, and there's no question about it, he was given Tariyak mitzvahs. But as far as all the halachas and the details that would come, you know, that are that are that are contained in every single mitzvah, that he wasn't necessarily given. He was given the klolim. He was given the basic rules, what the mitzvah is generally speaking, and the tools within which, through which, that all the chacham a few generations were able to unpackage it. But, uh, but that's what he was given to. So that's a revo and the measures. Now it seems to be contradicting all the chazals that we saw before, that everything was given to Moshe Rabbeinu, Afil, Maja, Talmud, Vasek, and so on. Okay, so when, when you have something like this, uh, okay, so it's not the biggest problem in the world. It's machlegas, it's machlegas. It's a chazal against chazal, it's not a big deal. So the Gemara Brachas, the Gemara Megillah, the Rishalmi and Peya all hold that everything was given to Moshe. Ravon the Medrash holds now like that, that Moshe Rabbeinu was not given everything. He was given, again, the 613, and the basic understanding of what the 613 are, but in terms of all the fine-tuned details that Chazal, that we find in Chazal and so on, he was just given the clone how to figure it out, but then the rest of the future generations have to do that, have to do the work on their own. That's where Bavol seems to hold. A lot of things were given later. Huh? A lot of things were given, like, so that's a discu- right, so that's a discussion in terms of how all Tariq Mitzvahs were given, were they given all at once, the Sinai, or they were pack, you know, Parshish sort of, uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah. that, well, I don't know. The, 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 again, the Gemara, the Pasha reading of the Gemara Brachas Megillah and Yushalmi says that he was told about the uh, Purim. So you know, it, it's something so that well, that's going to be part of the discussion. Like, what exactly was he told? But simple in the Gemara again, the, the first first three Marukaimas from Chazal says that everything was told to him by Sinai. He was caught off guard. He was caught off guard by Pesachini. So again, that's I said. That's a dis- so that's that's going to be part of this discussion also. Let's talk of shot. So the Zar and the Zar, the truth is, says that Pesachini was unique in the fact that it was Mamash Echidish. It was Mamash Echidish. It didn't. It wasn't uh, part of the system until that moment. That's a discussion by itself. But we'll uh, we'll hold off the Pesachini for a second. Okay, so, so again, on a simple level, you could say it's machlag, it's a revo against the other opinions on Chazal. Now the truth is, there's a, a chiddush from Leshem, in Marmokka number 5, the Leshem in Sefer Deya, in Chilak uh, Bey's Drush Dalad. So the Leshem has a, has a problem. Rabbi again, in the Medrash said, what, what led Rabbi the simple reading in the Medrash, what led Rabbi to his conclusion, that all that was given to Meshur Abenu were just the, I mean, the Tariq Mitzvahs, but um, just the klolim through which to figure out the tar- the, the, the halachas. So what was the problem that Ravot had? Uh, is it possible that you can learn kol Kula in 40 days? Uh, it's too big. Uh, 
So he asked the question, what type of kasha is that? You know, you're not dealing, you know, Meshavin is Rebbe was God himself, so, you know, God can do it. What, what type of kasha is that? So, Bechlal, so it says the lesson like this, nearly. So it says the lesson, the truth is that it seems to me, it's a chiddish, you're right, Ravavo didn't mean it. That with this medrash that's quoting Ravavo's statement, Ravavo only said this just to for 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 apikarsim for minim. In order, you know, again, he says ki Ravavo he then goes on to quote many places in Chazal. You find this. Elashim had an unbelievable kiss. That Ravavo was one of those amaroyim that he took upon himself. That was his one of his inyanim was to have these uh, debates and to deal with the upper Karsim and the early Christians at the time. So very often, the Leshem says, things that Ravot said that are recorded in the Medrash, he didn't mean it. He was just saying it to sort of placate the upper Karsim, that he shouldn't have uh, that in order that the, the mean and upper Karsim shouldn't have anything to then make fun and to try to you know, get Yidin to, you know, to not believe in, in Torah. So Ravot had to, you know, had to say certain things which really he didn't believe, but uh, he had to say it in order to placate the minim. In order that there shouldn't be an opening for the apikarsim, to have chutzpah against what chazal received. So Amr Kamadvarim, so Rabbi said certain things, even things that he himself wouldn't, uh, wouldn't agree with. That's why he says the lesson. So the kasha Rabbi was dealing with, how is it possible? It's not a kasha to begin with, how is it possible? The Rabbi Nishon wants it to be, it, it is. The answer is the whole kasha that he's coming from, it was Damal uh, Hashav He was he was he was uh, sort of preempt, preemptively saying what the Apikarsim might be questioning, and so to them he would answer that all Moshe was given were the Klavan. But Lamaisa Ravah would also agree to the other statements of Chazal that everything was given to Moshe Rabbeinu Vesina. Okay, so I guess you know, fine, Kabbalah Kabul. If if that's what the Leshem says, we'll we'll accept it. The problem is, is that. Very, we do have some places in Chazal like that. We do have some places in Chazal where an Amaira will say something, and it's mamish just to you know throw to the dogs, you know, so to speak. Like it's just you know getting rid of the apikarsim. Usually, what will what will have from Chazal? Usually, when that happens, then the Talmidim will go to the Rebbe and say, "Okay, that's that's good for them." Or what about, you know, what's the, what's the real truth? And then the, the Tan or the Amar will say what, what the real emiss is. To say that, to say that, the, that this statement of Ravo, the question that Ravo is coming from, might, be, might indicate Taka that he was just like dealing with the Apikarsim. But at the end of the day, the fact that he concludes that just the clone were given to Meshur Abenu, to say that that conclusion was something that he's just saying, which is completely incorrect, just to get rid of the Apikarsim, it is a little bit difficult to say such a thing. More than that, the truth is, whether you accept what the Leshem says, whether you don't, whether you like that shot in the Medrash or not, Lamaisa, there's, the problem still remains because there's, there's, there's you know, I'll give an example, like in the, in the Rambam. We're going to see Maramukha number six. The Rambam in a few places in his Svarim talks about the Messiah. And what Moshe Rabbeinu received in Arsina and how it was transmitted going further, going further, and so on. In the Rambam, it's clear; it's very, very clear. Not seemingly not like the first Marmokimus that we saw, which is that everything was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. In the Rambam, it seems not like that. Take a look at Marmokim number six. This is, again this is a piece from the Rambam in its introduction to the commentary to Mishnais. Okay, so that's again that's what the Rambam like just sort of 
sets up the history of Tarsh Baal Peh. And he says the following thing, Da, you should know. Kikol mitzvah shenasen, so in, what we're going to see in a moment, by the way, the first few lines of this is going to sound pretty much in line with everything was given to Moshe. But you'll see, the Rambam himself qualifies it, you'll see. Da, you should know, says the Rambam. Kikol mitzvah shenasen eklash baruch l'mayish rabbeinu. Every mitzvah that was given to Moshe Rabbeinu, so nitnaloi bepirusha, was the mitzvah was given, and was given with its commentary. Okay, oh, so that might sound so far like we saw that he, he was given tiring mitzvahs and the commentary is uh, everything. Says the Rambam. In, in other words, ha mitzvah. The Rambam says the Rambam would say the mitzvah. pirusha and then he would give, then the Rambam would explain the 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 to, you know, to, com, to the commentary and the explanation of the mitzvah. And the Rambam then continues, The mitzvah was then written down. And the commentary was then passed down. That's Torah Shabbat. And that's what the Gemara, that's what the famous, uh, there's a famous Brisa in Torah Kahanim. It's quoted in Rashi in the beginning of Parshas Bahar. That just as the mitzvah of Shemitah, was given to, by Sinai with all of its comment with its commentary. So Av Kol Mitzvah, so to all mitzvahs. That's the you know the famous statement of Chazal that that uh, Shmita. However, we know Shmita. We're not going into that right now. But Shmita, we know, was given by Sinai with its commentary. So to all mitzvahs. So says the Rambam. That's how it was. Now the Rambam then goes on to explain what happened after Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. Like what happened to the tradition then. So, if you so, what I would say is, listen, Chazal say Moshe ben received everything, and Moshe, and that's that's part of the commentary that he was given. Okay, so he gave over everything, and then they just repeated over from generation to generation, you know what they received. Says the Ram, no, Now says the Rambam, any any commentary that Moshe ben received and Moshe ben taught over, ain ladaber olav. There's no discussion about, and there was never a disagreement about. So says the Ramam, what the Ramam is, is hinting to us, and he, he then goes on to say it explicitly, and I'll, I'll tell you outside what he says. The Ramam tells us the following thing, that when I said, says the Ramam, that mitzvahs are given to Moshe Rabbeinu and Sinai with its commentary, it doesn't mean everything. It means certain basic commentaries that you need to just simply do the mitzvah on a very basic level. There are certain commentaries that those commentaries were given by the Rabbanish unto Moshe Rabbeinu, true. And those explanations, those details of Tarash Baal Peh, without which you don't know how to make heads or tails about the mitzvah, those were given to Moshe Rabbeinu as well. And those were passed down and there was never a shayla about it. Says the Rambam, And if let's say there was any commentaries, any halachas, any details that were not given in that commentary to Moshe Rabbeinu and then passed down, so So going forward, any future, any other details, that was the responsibility of the Chacham of every generation to use the principles of the Yud Gimel Midas and the rules of Teresh Baal Peh to then create new halachas and, and, and reveal new halachas and so on. So, in those new, in those halachas that were not passed down to Moshe Rabbeinu from Harsinai, 
then shaitzim that were then deduced by future chachamim yesh tevarim shloi navam Some things no one disagreed upon. Avol eskimo leim. Rather, everyone agreed upon. V'yesh mehem mashon nachlam machlekes. Vein shleides. And sometimes there was a machlekes. In other words, the Rambam then goes on to explain a very very basic principle. The Rambam says there are there's different categories of tarsh bal Again, the Rebbeinu Shalom gives, uh, let's say, you know, Hashem gives Moshe Rabbeinu a mitzvah of uh, shaking with an esrik. Okay, that's a mitzvah in Torah. Hashem says the pasuk, which is create sadr that you should take a create sadr on the first day of Sukkot. That's the pasuk. Says the Rambam, there were some basic halachas of Tarshval Ped that were given to Moshe Rabbeinu to explain what the mitzvah is, namely, what is a create sadr. A beautiful fruit. What does that mean? So the, what, it was given to Meishu Rabbeinu in Tarsh Valpeh that Priyetzadar means an Esrit. How do I know what was the explanation in Tarsh Valpeh language that Priyetzadar means an Esrit? So the Gemara says in Sukkah that the word Hadar, well, the word Hadar means beautiful. Hadar also means Hadar, the one that lives. In other words, the fruit that lives on its tree all year long. And the only fruit that you can find every single season, some you know, some fruit on it is an esrog tree. So says the, the Ram goes on to, to explain that halacha that the word hadar to to play with the word hadar and to prove that it means an esrog that was not something that was invented later in some later generation. That was a halacha of tarshbal pad that was given to Moshe, and that's why says the Rambam you'll never find any machlekes in Chazal whether an esrog is, is a priyat hadar. Maybe priyat hadar is, is an orange. Or an apple. You're never going to find something like that because that was an example of a halach of Tarsh Peh that was given to Meishu Rabbeinu. But then going further, you know, uh, all the, the intricate details of Sheikh Mluv and Esrik, that was invented and created by later Chachamim using the principles of Tarsh Peh. So the Ramam, again, what the Ram, the whole, that's, and, and that's the whole picture that the Ramam presents in his introduction to Mishnayis. Is that what? That Moshe Rabbeinu was not given everything. Moshe Rabbeinu was given the 613 and, and, and basic halachas of Tarsh Peh to give a basic, uh, you know, a, a basic structure, a basic approach to how to begin to unpackage that mitzvah. But going forward in terms of the details and the details of the details, that's later generations to figure out. So that statement to Rabbi Vo, right, that all Moshe Rabbeinu was given were the klalim, right, and the Pratim future generations have to figure out, it could be that the question Rebavo uses to bring out that point was a question that only Api Carson would be bothered by. But the statement Rebavo comes out at the end, which is that all Moshe Rabbein was given the Sinai with the basic, with the Tarig Mitzvahs, with the Klolem of Tarsh Peh, but not the Pratim, the Ramam says that before, in his commentary to Pirish Mishnais. And so, basically, what we boil, what what it, what it, what it, what, it, what it comes down to at the end over here is still a contradiction. You have, if you want to, if you want to, again, with the lesson, maybe it's not a contradiction in Chazal, but if without, in the very least, it's a kash in the Rambam. The Rambam says in Pirish and Mishnais that what that all Meishar Beinu Gat were were the basic clone of Tarsh Peh, and the details every generation has to has to uh, go on to unpackage. And uh, the Gemara Brachas we saw says Mufurish and the Gemara Megillah Yerushalmi and Peah everything was given to Moshe Rabbeinu until Mamish even the Duki Seifer every single detail. So was everything given to Moshe or not? That's the question. Follow? Okay. So there's basically two approaches. Maramaka number seven. So this is a statement from the Taisis Yontif. The Taisis Yontif, the famous commentary to uh, to Mishnayis. So in his introduction to Mishnayis, 
the Taisus Yantav deals with this. He doesn't go, he doesn't put the Rambam and all this stuff, but he he quotes these Gemaras that we saw in the beginning that everything was given to Maisha, and he says like, uh, can't be, uh, can't be. So we know that there's a history of Teresh Balpeh. Every generation comes up with new ideas that everything was given to Maisha. So it says the Taisus Yantav like this, and this is probably a famous answer. Shani Oimer, I say, says the Taisus Yantav, Says the Taisis Yantif, there's a difference between what Moshe Rabbeinu was taught and what Moshe Rabbeinu was taught to give over to the Kal Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu personally was told everything. Moshe Rabbeinu knew everything. He knew about every Maramakim in, in, in Arambam. He knew every Mishnah Lamelech, every Lecha Mishnah, every Shtikal every Vart from the Kedushas Levi. He, he was shown everything. But the only things that Moshe Rabbeinu was allowed to give over to the Jewish people was like a Ravo said, just a club. So Moshe Rabbeinu knew every Sif Kadin and every Bir Halach and Hilchus Lov He knew that. But he was only allowed to give over to Klai Yisrael, the Pasuk, and basic Tarsh Balpeh to give a framework for the mitzvah. The rest, you have to figure it on your own. Moshe Rabbeinu behind the scenes, like, I know, what they're, I know what's coming, but he wasn't allowed to say it. All this, all the secrets of Torah, all that was known to Moshe Rabbeinu, but he wasn't allowed to say it to anyone else. And the Taisis Yantif uh, focuses on the language that's used in, um, in where is it, uh, in Marmokim number two and Marmokim number three. For example, Marmokim number two, the language of the Gemara Megillah was, Malamid, in the second line over there, Shehereyu HaKadosh Baruch Lomayshad. Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu all the details of Torah. Where the language in Marmokim number three, um, over there it's a little bit different, but I guess, the, yeah, the Tzayzyantar is focusing on Marmokim number two, where the language is, Shehereyu HaKadosh Baruch The Rabban Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu. Why that language of showing? Why not the language of giving? So says the Tzayzyant, if that's the point. It was just shown to Moshe Rabbeinu. But not, it wasn't given to Moshe Rabbeinu, like in other words, give it over to the Jewish people. The Rabbanu Shem just wanted to show Moshe, like with their good friends, he wanted to show Moshe Rabbeinu what's going to be. I'm not giving it to you. I'm not giving it to you. That's the Tzayzyant. Now, uh, to explain a little bit more of an oymik of like why this would be, like what, uh, what type of business is this? Hashem is just... Like, uh, you know, he feels close to Moshe Rabbeinu, so he wants to just share with him secrets that he does not going to share with anyone else. What's, what's the tachlis of that? What, what will be the purpose of showing Moshe Rabbeinu all the details of Tyra when at the same time he's not going to be allowed to share with anybody? So, so, this, so in Maramukah number eight, this is a piece from a Sefer Chesed, Lavram. Chesed Lavram is, uh, he was uh, Rabbi Avram Azulai, the Chidah, David Azulai, so the Chidah's grandfather. The Chesel Avram, he's a big Mekobo. So in Chesel Avram, there's a famous um, piece over there in Mayan Beis Naharachaf Aleph. It's a funny, you know, it's not funny, it's a nice, it's a poetic, uh, the Sefer is very poetic. Every parak, it's not called a parak or whatever, it's called, you know, springs with rivers. So Mayan Beis Naharachaf Aleph. So over there, the Chesel Avram is talking about the idea that every Neshama has its Chelek entire. Every Neshama has its Chelek entire. So that's the, that's the discussion that the Ches Levram was talking about. And he says the following idea, the Inyan. The concept is as follows. What's the reason that every Jew has a Chelek in Torah? Something unique that they contribute to the big picture of Torah? The answer is, is because that's what a Neshama is. Torah and a Neshama are literally the same thing. A Neshama is just a soul version of Hashem's wisdom. 
So Hashem, Hashem's wisdom manifests itself and, and, and takes on multiple forms. One form of God, of divine wisdom, is what we call Tyra. And another form of that is a soul. But a soul is God's wisdom. So the Imam is the same thing. And their Bechinas are the same. Whatever Madrega a person, a Chelek of Torah is, that has a corresponding Chelek to a Neshama. Ubakol Neshama of a Neshama, therefore, every single Neshama, Yeshlo Bechina Yidu Torah, has a particular aspect of Torah knowledge. That cannot be revealed other than that Neshama. And the Chesel Avram goes on to talk about how how he says, and if that neshama wasn't born yet, let's say for example, and it didn't have the opportunity on planet Earth to come up with its idea of Torah to sort of, you know, uh, uh, you know, bring itself out into the open, then then the Rabbanishon doesn't show it to the tzaddikim in Ganeidim. In Ganeidim, there could be some question or some issue that they're having in Torah, and that particular answer. Is connected to a neshama that wasn't born yet, then they don't have the answer either. Every every piece of Torah is an expression of a neshama. A neshama is born in the world. Now the Torah is accessible. The one what's the but there's one exception. There's one neshama that is the root of all neshamas. So as this neshama, as the root of all neshamas, Mimela has access to all of Torah, and that's Maishar Beinu. Zulasi Maishar Beinu. The exception to this is Maishar Beinu. Shafil Masha Talmud Vasik. Also, Lechavich B'Toyra, paraphrasing the Gemara Yerushalmi, that by Moshe Rabbeinu, even the smallest detail that a Tamachacham in some generation is going to come up with, never Lamaisha was already said to Moshe Rabbeinu. Ella, Shalinitin Lerushus, like a Loisleklal. Again, he says the same idea as a Tazizyantiv. It was all given to Moshe, it was all said to Moshe Rabbeinu, shown to him. But in terms of him being allowed to give it over to the Jewish people, that not. He was only allowed to give over the Klalim. What, but why was it that he was even shown all the details of Torah? The answer is, is because that wasn't just like a nice thing. That, what, that was Maisha Rabbeinu's personal tikkun. In other words, what the Chesel of Ram is saying is that when you come up with your personal chilek of Torah, that's your tikkun on Neshama. The, uh, uh, neshama uh, what does it mean that Neshama has to, you know, what's the purpose, why does a Neshama... Uh, 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 when a, when a Shem is born and going through this life, going through this world, what, is it a, what does it gain from it? So, for example, what does the body gain from a Neshama? We know what the body gains. It's alive. But what does a Neshama gain? The answer is what a Neshama gains of, through, from life is its unpackaging. It, it's able to, through life and through existence, it's able to, to, uh, to, to manifest, to, um, to actualize all of its potential. And since, says the Chesed Lavram, the nature of a neshama in its root is Torah, then the, the, the very, the very tikkun of a neshama is to unpackage and to discover its chalik of Torah. So Moshe Rabbeinu has an amazing thing, because Moshe Rabbeinu, on the one hand, he is the Rebbe of all, of all the Jewish people. So on the one hand, he has a responsibility to allow every neshama going forward to find its voice and to, and to find its personal tikkun. And the way Moshe Rabbeinu does that is by not saying everything over. Because by not saying everything over, he's now leaving room for every particular neshama to find its chilek. But on the other hand, Moshe Rabbeinu Lamaisa is the neshama clawless of everybody. So for Moshe Rabbeinu's own personal tikkun, he has to know everything. So he has to know everything personally, and that's his own personal tikkun. But in order to make sure that other people have their tikkun, he has to not tell them about 
about all their all you know all the secrets of Torah. So this is what the Chesel of Ram is saying. Again, this this is based on uh, what the Taisis Yantar the same basic idea is that there's two separate Cheshbonos. There's what Moshe Rabbeinu was shown personally, and there's what Moshe Rabbeinu was allowed to reveal to everyone else. What he's revealing to everyone else is like what Ravos said in the Medrash, just the Klolim, and how like the Rambam talks about in his commentary to Berisha Mishnais. What Moshe Rabbeinu himself was shown, that's the Gemara Brachis, the Gemara Megillah, the Yerushalmi Apeah, he was shown everything. That's the Mahalach number one of, uh, of the Taisis Yantif and the Ches Lav Ram. There is no overlap. Because uh, it would be a problem, possibly, if Moshe Rabbeinu is 100% of Tyre. Yeah. Neshama born from point A to point Z makes that 100%, then mm-hmm. by definition, everybody has to fulfill their full potential by the time they nift. Yeah. Otherwise, you're lacking, because Meshavik, there's something missing sure. from the 100%. Sure. Well, that's where Neshamas become, that's where it becomes uh, more complicated, there's Gagulim and sub-categories of Neshamas. The whole idea of a Gilgul, you know, the, one of the basic, the basic principles guiding the, 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 the Sugi of Gilgulim is this idea is that untapped potential is also a reason for there to be a Gilgal. Usually we think of it in terms of like some damage was done to be misakin. But part of it is also just an unfinished business, you know, to be misakin that as well. So that's part of the sugya for 100%. <clears throat> there's one problem with this mahalach, and the problem is like this. In Marmokun number 9, there's a statement from the Medrash in Parshas Chukas. The Medrash says as follows, and it's, a, it's also a relatively famous line. The Medrash says, Devarim shaloi niglu l'moish rabbeinu, niglu l'rabi akiva v'chaverif. It's a statement. That things that were not shown to Moshe were shown to Rabbi Akiva. Shenemar v'chol yaka ra se'enai, all precious things his eyes saw, who's him, ze Rabbi Akiva. So this is Mama Shepala. It's Mama Shepala. To say, in other words, according to, according to the way of the Tesis Yantif and the Ches Lavram, Everything was shown to Moshe Rabbeinu. You want to say that there are certain things that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't allowed to teach, that the, what Rabbi Kiva taught was more complicated and more nuanced than what Moshe Rabbeinu taught. But that's not the statement, right? That's the famous Gemara with, with Rabbi Kiva. We'll see in a moment. Right. But this statement is, is that things that were not revealed to Moshe were revealed to Rabbi Kiva. So how is that possible? Were revealed to, Rabbi, revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu. Everything was revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu. So what does it mean? So according to the Tesis Yontif and the Ches Ram, again, so how does, how does this work? Again, if you, again, if you go back to the very beginning, say it's Machlaikis, okay, it's Machlaikis and Chazal. So then fine, then this Medrash Rabbah is going according to that opinion that it was not shown to Moshe Rabbeinu. But if we're trying to make things work, which is what the Tesis Yontif and Chazal were trying to do, so then uh, what does this Medrash work? Now the truth is that that famous story through Rebekah was also bringing up this point, right? That Moshe Rabbeinu, right, uh, he goes up to Shemayim, and he sees, this is the language of the Gemara. We'll, it's important to know the story, the details of the story, because we'll see in a moment. But what is the story, right? The Gemara says that he goes up to Shemaim and he sees the Rabbani Shalom. The language of the Gemara is, Kaisher Ksarim La'isis. That the Rabbani Shalom is tying crowns to the letters. Right? When the letter of the Sefer Torah, so not all letters, but many letters, there are certain crowns, little, little uh, tagim, that, that are on top of, the let, on top of the letters. The language of the Gemara is, the Rabbani Shalom was tying crowns to the letters, and Moshe says to Hashem, Mim no, What's taking so long? What's this ending of tying the crowns to the letters? So Rabbanu Shalom says, Oh, there's going to be a Yid in a future generation called Akiva ben Yosef, and he's going to darshan piles and piles of halachas from these crowns. Moshe Rabbeinu famously says, Let me see him. 
So Hashem says, Chazor l'acharecha, turn around, and what happens? And now he's 18 rows back in the Shir of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva's darshaning. Moshe doesn't have anything that's going on. And Moshe Rabbeinu has Chalisha's Hadas from that, until finally Rabbi Kiva says something, and one of the Talmidim said, Rabbi, Menaylach, where'd that halacha come from? How do you know that? Halacha l'mesh misina, Rabbi Kiva says. Oh, halacha l'mesh misina, nesiyash v'dayitayim. So, without going into the Pratim of the story, what you see from that story is also that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't chap the shir. If everything was taught to Moshe Rabbeinu, it doesn't mean he doesn't chap the shir. Again, Moshe Rabbeinu is limited with what, he, what, what he's allowed to talk about in his shir. I get it. But we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu not understanding himself what's being said. If everything was taught to Moshe Rabbeinu, how is it possible he doesn't understand? So again, that story of the Gemara is very, it's similar to this statement of the Medrash Rabbah and Parshish Lukas. Things that were revealed to Rabbi Kiva were not revealed to Moshe. So how does that work with what we saw in the beginning that everything was revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu? So really, to answer all of this, we, uh, there's, a, there's a piece from the Leshem. Okay? In the Marwaka number 10, this is a, a Torah from the Leshem, again, in the same, mar, the same place as before, the Chelek Beis, Prish Dalet, Anaf Chafal. It's Geval to over there, it's good to see. So the Leshem basically says the following idea, and with this, he answers all the kashas and it brings it all together. It says the Leshem as follows. Well, again, you know, we'll just we'll read it together inside, and you know, we'll see, we'll see what, where where it takes us. Acha inyan bepshutai. The real, the pashtus of the inyan says the lesson is as follows: Well, derek sham harizal. It's based on a principle that we find in the kisferi, which is the following idea. Kis, and it's and it's counterintuitive. Kis almas haar v'kisuyev, who sibas tikunai. This is the aside from the rizal that when you have a light, this is the language. This is how the rizal presented it. When you have a light, the tikun of that light, specifically comes with it being covered. That's the, what the Rizal said. What does that mean? So he says as follows. When you have a light that's so incredibly intense, only through it being enclosed and being constricted and being covered over, only then can it truly be understood and grasped. Says, says the Leshem, here's the idea. It's not, you know, you know, until now we've been thinking of it in terms of like, okay, there's certain basic like, you know, there's, there's a, a certain amount of information of Tyre. Amount of information. So, so did, did Moshe Rabbeinu know everything or did he not know everything? Okay, so he had certain statements of Chazal that he was told everything. And the other statements of Chazal say, no, 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 I was just given the clue and later generations have to work out the details. That, that, that we have to, says the lesson, we have to re, reevaluate what Torah means. If, if we're thinking of Torah just as informational, like bits of, of information, then you're right. It's e- either Meishu Ben knows everything, or he doesn't know everything. Like, which one is it? The answer is it's not what Torah is. Torah is light of Elikos. Torah is godliness. That's what Torah is. Now, the nature of Elikos is, is that when you're if you're in Olam Hazah, so the kalim that you have in Olam Hazah are somewhat limited. So if the light of Elokos that you are trying to access is incredibly high and incredibly deep and incredibly infinite, then your ability to grasp that in details and in nuance because of your limited kalim of Olam Hazah is going to be very, very limited. But, at, but if you are trying to grasp that light on a lower level, then now you'll be able to talk about it. So I'll give you an example. Um, 
Maybe, you know, I'll give an example of what I think is going to, going to happen. Not an example of what has happened, but an example of what will happen. Mashiach's going to come, Bez Hashem, Bukhar of Mamish, right? And there's going to be a big Kabbalah's uh, punim for Mashiach, yeah? So Mashiach's going to come, there's going to be a big, the Ma'etzes, Gedoyle, whatever, everyone's it's going to be a big, uh, big Asifa. So everyone's going to come. And they're going to go see Mashiach, for a brang with Mashiach, and then they're going to come home. And their kids, their family are going to ask the, ask the, the father and the, whatever. They're going to ask them, so, uh, so tell us, is he tall? Is he short? Is he Ashkenazi, Svardi, black hair, brown hair, white? Like, details, what does he look like? What, that, was he Israeli? American, like, what, what, and, you know, and, and people are going to be sitting by Mashiach for hours, mamish hours, and listening and just the whole thing. And, you know, they're, and when they're asked those questions, you know what they're going to say? I don't know. Didn't notice. What do you mean? Didn't notice. You're you're looking at him. You're fa- you're staring at him at his face the whole time. Didn't notice. There there is such a thing as that when the light is so intense and so bright, the details, the pr- you can't you can't grasp the pratim. You, you can't see it. You can't see it. The only, a person that's going to be by Mashiach that's going to be able to tell you what shape of his nose is means he that means he wasn't he wasn't basking in the light of, of Mashiach. He wasn't. You know, that, 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 therefore, he was able to grasp the details. Torah moves from, its, when Torah moves from its origin point all the way down here, as it moves lower and lower, it becomes more graspable in its details. But the more it is authentic to its origin point, then it's ingraspable in its details. You have everything, but you can't see the details of it. Another example of this in learning. Like, again, this is something that like Yeshiva Bacharim uh, like, hack about, but it's, it's, most, most of these Bacharim don't have the, 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 the kalim to really understand this, this Indian properly. The Ramban says something. The Ramban has, has two lines somewhere. The Ramban in, in, in Ksubis, I don't know, uh, two lines. And then all the Rosh Hashivas, you know, have Shurim and Lumdis and Chakiris and complicated back and forth to unpackage that, those two lines of the Ramban. So, is that what the Ramban meant? Like, the Ramban said those two sentences, like he meant all these details. If you were, if you were to take all those, like, you know, Shiurim and the, of, of, the, of the Rosh Hashivas, take a time machine and present it to the Ramban, and he said, is that what you're saying? The Ramban would say, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're, the Ramban, the Ramban was was again relative to our to our generations. The Ramban was was Torah in its much more authentic root form, and when it, when when it's talking when when Torah exists as a light in that intense origin point, then you can't see Pratim. You don't see Pratim. You don't see Kalim. So when we talk about Moshe Rabbeinu versus Rabbi Akiva, Moshe Rabbeinu, when Chazal here's the idea: when Moshe Rabbeinu was given Kola Torakula. And it has to be like that. Because the way Torah works is not that it was given in piece by piece. All of Torah was given to Moshe, and then it filters down from generation to generation. Everything was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. But the version of Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu accesses is the Torah as it exists in its root, in it, in its, as an essential light. And ultimately, even Moshe Rabbeinu is limited because of him being in a physical body. And so when Moshe Rabbeinu tries to perceive the totality of Torah that he was given, he can't see the details of it. Rabbi Akiva, on the other hand, 
also knows everything. Rabbi Kiva also knows everything. But Rabbi Kiva is accessing the light of Torah as it's already lowered down. And once it's lowered down, then you're already able to see the fine print. But Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't see the fine print. Not because he's not, he wasn't given the fine print, because Moshe Rabbeinu was given the fine print as it is still subsumed and still bottle in its origin, in its, in its infinity. And because of that, he's unable to see the Pratim. That's what the Lashem says. Again, the, the, the simple explanation of these Chazals is as follows. Is the basic principle that the Rizal says, the hiding of the light and the concealment of it, is its own rectification. In other words, the ability, what does it mean, Tikkun? I mean, Tikkun means seeing the details, being able to see different structures and different pieces and, and all the, you know, you know to, to see a, a, a structured reality. That's only true if the light is hidden. But if, if, if the origin is so intensely out in the open, then you automatically can't see the details. When the light is, is, is covered over with clothing, so to speak, now you can grasp it. You could be masig the pratim. Therefore, based on this, therefore you will find times that are specifically higher, their roots are higher, and their hasagi is greater. Then what they perceive is not as revealed. And is not as nuanced, is not as detailed. Relative to neshamis that are actually lower than them. Because anything that descends lower, is more covered, is more concealed. And in that concealment, you can you could discern details. So again, it's it's no different than like uh, trying to discern, you know, when you at the sun, right? So you can't see any of the pratim of how. You know, you, you can't see any explosions coming off the surface of the sun. You know, uh, all the details of you know everything that's going on in that in that ball because it's just so overwhelmingly light that you can't see the pratim. But if you're able, like by an eclipse, right? If you're able to sort of cover over with special equipment the overwhelming light of the sun, then you'll be able to see the details of what's going on behind behind the surface of the sun. So that's an example. That that's a muscle that doesn't really work. You know, it's not a good mushal tenimshal because that's like the sun is unchanging. It's just our perspective. But if you could imagine such an idea, is that Moshe Rabbeinu is is is, is his his relationship with Torah was what Torah is in its root as an intensely light sun, and because of that, he's limited with his ability to see the details. Not because he wasn't given them, but he was given them in their truest form, which is an overwhelming light. So automatically he can't see the Pratim. Mash'enkin Rabbi Kiva is, really, is being given Torah in a later generation, means he's being given Torah as it already is covered over and concealed and constricted and constricted and constricted, where now he's able to discern the details that Maisha couldn't. This is what the meaning of that Gemara. Let's go back. When the Gemara said that story, that Maisha Benu goes up to Shemayim and he sees the Rabbanu Shalom tying crowns to letters. What does it mean to tie crowns to letters? It's a funny way of saying it. Rabbi Shalom is writing crowns for the letters. It means tying crowns to letters. But what does a crown mean? A crown means Torah as it exists in its root, which is automatically imperceptible, undifferentiated, 
a, 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 a hiddenness. And then you have the oisius of Torah, the letters of Torah. What are the letters of Torah? The letters of Torah mean to be able to, to understand the details. The Rabbana Shem, what was he doing? He was tying crowns to letters. The tying of the, when you say, when something is tied, it means that they're different, but they're just tied together. Tying the crowns to the letters means that the Rabbana Shalom was taking that divine, supernal reality of Torah as Moshe Rabbeinu perceives it, and somehow trying to make a connection from that to the details of uh, a perceptible Torah. And says Moshe Rabbeinu to Rabbana Shalom, like, what are you trying? Like, it's, you know, one is one through the other. Like, it's not going to work. Says the Rabbana Shalom to Moshe Rabbeinu, no, there's going to be a Yid called Akiva Ben Yosef. And Rabbi Kiva, as per his generation, which is a generation of, of terrible concealment compared to Maisha Rabbeinu, that's a generation that's going to be able to perceive the crowns through the letters. Notice, from Maisha Rabbeinu's perspective, it's crowns being tied to letters. Because you can't have both. If, 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 if you're engaging with crowns, it means you don't see any details of letters. And if you're dealing with letters, it means you're completely removed from the crown. That's because Moshe Rabbeinu on his level, he can actually experience the crown itself. And when, and when you experience the crown itself, automatically you can't see any details. But by Rabbi Kiva's time, the crown is so far, you know, it's so far in a distance, and it's, so, and it's been so constricted, constricted, and constricted, that, that Rabbi Kiva is actually able to talk about the crowns through the letters. It's no different than a Pinyas If you compare, I'll give an example, if you compare the Kisri with the Zara Kaddish. So the Zara Kaddish is talking about the same Olamis that the is talking about. But there's a very big difference in, in how Rabbi Shimon talks about it and how the Arizal talks about it. In the Arizal, the Arizal talks about it in very great detail. The Arizal will talk about this Olam, the infrastructure of this universe, what's going on here, the, inter, the relationships between this part and that. He'll talk about it in detail. But in the Zayar, anyone that's opened the Zayar, you'll, you'll know right when this is what, what's frustrating about learning the Zayar if you're trying to learn it, is that Rav Shimon doesn't give any, neat, any nuanced details. You know what Rav Shimon says? When Rav Shimon talks about, let's say, you know, the Arizal comes into an Olam, what is that, how does that result describe it? Like as a contractor, you know, uh, this is this type of beam, this is this type of thing, if you want to change this out, you use it. When Rav Shimon, when Rav Shimon comes into the Olam, it's like an artist. He, he starts saying, just the light is overwhelming, the beauty is just, the, the, it's just, you know, the beauty is just bouncing off the wall. Like, I, I don't, what do you, 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 very, you come away with no protem. Because all Rav Shimon is talking about is just the experience of being in the house. He's not talking about the beams. The answer is, is because, again, relative to each other, Rav Shimon, is, Rav Shimon was like a Moshe Rabbeinu, and Rav Deriz was like Rav Akiva, again, in that, in that model. So whenever you have a light, when you're experiencing the light without Levushim, you're experiencing it in a much deeper and profound way, but you cannot see the details from it. Whereas if you see with the Levushim, you're not experiencing the, the, the light as it is. But because of that, you can talk about the details. So the Rizal could talk about the Pratim of the Olam, and Rav is just basking in the delight of being in the Olam, and, that's what he's, and he, can't, he can't find the words to, to describe the details. They so, are filling the Torah with all the detail, even though they don't necessarily see it or know it. By, by, uh, by Rabbi Kiva, like that, the later... Or, or, no, no, no. So Moshe, Rabbe, so that's the thing. So Moshe Rabbeinu is still shaking. He's still keeping all the mitzvahs. He's he's doing all the all the pratim. But in terms of of his ability, 
that, that, see, that's the idea. Moshe Rabbeinu could not, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know the Pratim, despite the fact that it was all given to him. But it was, it was given to him, the Pratim were given to him as, their, as, their, as they exist in their root. But no, no, not at all. We're talking about no. This is this is not talking about the Mrs. Mises. This is talking about in terms of Torah and, ha, and Hasaga. Every you know, every prat of Torah, there's the root form of it, and then there's the constricted down to earth form of it. Moshe Rabbeinu, every part of prat of Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu was given, he was given of it. He was given the version of it, the, the Kesser version of it. The Kesser version of it in its purest form is impossible to discern details from. So everything was given to Moshe Rabbeinu, but he can't see the Pratim. So, so let's go back. So all the Chazals are saying the same thing. Practically speaking, Moshe Rabbeinu only gave over Targ Mitzvahs and the Klolim. The, uh, why didn't he give over the... Uh, and at the uh, yet, yet at the same time, he was given all, all the details of Torah. But, but the way he was given all the details of Torah was in such a way that he himself couldn't, find, couldn't realize that he was given the Pratim. the point. Huh? The point. the point was, is because we need, again, going, it's really going back to the same principles of Chesla Avram, is that the way, since Torah is connected to Neshamas, so we need this process to take place. We need the Shorish of Torah. No, he wasn't able to perceive it. He couldn't talk about it. In Oisius language, in Oisius perception, he couldn't capture the Ksarim. He couldn't capture it. But we needed Torah to be given in this in this form of Shirish to then move to the future generations to ensure that everything is, you know, is connected to its ultimate Shirish. But again, that's the idea. The version of Torah that Moshe Ben was given was a version that because of its unbelievable intense light, because of its unbelievable intensity of being the most authentic version of Torah, because of that, there's an inability for Moshe Rabbeinu to grasp the Pratim. And all he's able to grasp are the Klalim. So he, he's given everything, including the Pratim, but he can't see it. It's right in front of his face, but he can't see it. It's just too, it's again like the like Mashiach, uh, he, he, he can't see it, it's just overwhelmed by the Klalim. It's just overwhelmed by, by the Shirish of where it's all coming from. And that's, the, that's how all these, all these Chazals go together. On the one hand, everything was given to Moshe Rabbeinu, but he did not, he could not perceive all the pratim that were being given to him, all that he can perceive were just the kolom. Therefore, that which was revealed to Rabbi Akiva was not revealed to Moshe. That's the difference. Moshe Rabbeinu was shown everything, but it was not revealed to him everything that it was shown to him. He could not, he could not perceive it. What was revealed to Rabbi Akiva was not revealed to Moshe, but what was shown... Huh? Everybody after Moshe. Everybody after Moshe. To a certain degree, that's Rabbi Akiva. You're right, Rabbi Akiva... Rabbi Kiva, right, Rechavir, right? Rabbi Kiva is the model, he's the Shirish of Tarsh Baal Pep. When, when Chazal always compare Moshe with Rabbi Kiva, it's this process. Moshe Rabbeinu represents, you know, the, 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 the Torah in Shirish, and Rabbi Kiva represents Torah once it's already in Levushim, and you can discern Pratim. And that's the basic idea. The details of the Bir Halacha, bottom line, he, he had to cover with the Maskama in the Halacha, no, he was not. He was. Moshe Rabbeinu was shown all of Torah, and that all of Torah includes every sifkat and every bir halacha. But Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't perceive. He, he didn't. The 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 the, the of Moshe Rabbeinu were unable to discern all the pratim of Torah that he was shown. So practically speaking, it was all presented to him, but he couldn't see all the way to the bir halacha. He couldn't see it. 
so, okay, when Shaos came, they had to deal with it, you know, as Chachamim. But in terms of that revelation, there's a chilek between what was revealed to Moshe and his ability to be typhused. He was unable to be typhused the Pratim, despite the fact that it was all shown to him. And that's the, that's the Nakuda of Pianus of You can't see all the Pratim. That's why it's, it's impossible to discern. Okay. So, Shem, we should be zechat to find our chilek in Tyrannus.